Our scripture reading this morning is in 1 Corinthians 11, beginning at verse 23. You can find it in your bulletin if you would prefer to read it there. Uh, it's in the New Living Translation, which I usually use, and that's what I'm reading from here uh, in scripture. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body which is given for you. Do this to remember me. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's interesting, this passage about the Lord's Supper is the earliest that we know of from ancient manuscripts. It was written by Paul before we read about it from John Mark in the Gospel of Mark. So this is the earliest account of what Jesus did. Interesting that it's from a writing of Paul. And we're here this morning to give thanks for, some people call it communion, some people call it uh, the communion of the saints, uh, other people call it the partaking of the bread. Uh, let's call it the Eucharist this morning. Uh, that is what our Catholic brothers and sisters call it among other uh, Christian groups, but Eucharist, I've always loved this word for it, probably more than any other, to be honest, because I love the meaning of the word. You have the prefix you, uh, which means good. Uh, it's where you get words like eulogy. Somebody offers good words about someone at a memorial service. So you have you, which is good, and then you have charis, which is the word gift. It's where you get words like cherish, uh, uh, charismatic, charisma, that kind of thing. It means gift. Literally, when you put those two together in the Koine Greek, the rendering means giving thanks for the good gift. And this really is such a good, uh, amazing, miraculous gift that we have the opportunity to partake of together called the Eucharist. So lately, have we taken the chance to really give thanks for this good gift? And I mean, we've, we've observed this over and over again. <clears throat> but have you done so with a strong sense of gratitude for what all of this means for us and we're going to have the opportunity to offer thanks in three ways that paul pretty much lines up here first of all the lord's supper offers us the opportunity to remember to remember there's a most significant past meaning to the lord's supper and we know that if we look at first corinthians 11 verses 23 and 24 paul begins by saying this for i pass on to you what i received from the lord himself on the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We do it as an act of remembering what he did for us in the past. You know, the writer of Hebrews depicts Jesus as the great high priest, but a most unique high priest who, who was not too far above us. We have a great high priest, it says, who was like us, tempted in every way, yet without sin. But what I think is even more amazing is, is when the writer of Hebrews talks about the great high priest who would offer sacrifices, and yet his was only one, wasn't it? Every other priest would offer sacrifices 
to try to atone for sins, but then Jesus came along as the great high priest, and he was the sacrifice himself. And there's a wonderful phrase you find a number of times in Hebrews, which is once for all, once for all. He offered the once for all sacrifice, which was himself, for the atonement of our sins. So it has this past component for which you and I need to give thanks, but there's a present component that sometimes we don't realize. So secondly, the Lord's Supper offers us the opportunity to receive. Let's look at the next verses here. Verse 25, in the same way he took the cup of wine after supper, saying this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. We can remember what Jesus did for us in the past as we partake of this meal, but there's also this present meaning as well, meaning we can receive his grace right now. That's the understanding of the new covenant of which Paul speaks. And as often as you drink from the cup, we can remember that we are given a new chance, a new opportunity toward a new covenant. We can receive it now. And it's not just a a verbal vow, as God often gave to us and as we gave to him over and over in Old Testament times, and, and we kept just destroying our end of the covenant again and again and again and failing at it. But this is, this is a blood oath. This is a blood covenant, if you will, that Jesus offers us that, that seals his end of the covenant for us no matter what. And what a gift that is because we're going to continue to mess up and fail him and fall short, as you know, and yet his end of the covenant stays firm and sealed. And, and can we come forward this morning when we come to the table and give thanks for this new covenant he offers us even now no matter what we've done in this past week no matter what we've said no matter what our attitude has been no matter what our thoughts have been which god knows we can come forward and begin anew so a few months ago we had connect worship here at brookwood with our true vine brothers and sisters and at one point uh, folks were invited just to testify and one fellow who stood up real tall fella who had been in uh True Vine's discipling men ministry for just a week or so, maybe two weeks. And his name was Curtis. And he stood up and said, this is my new family. He said, I've never known what it is to be a Christian. I've never been a part of a church. And, and I was to find out later from Curtis, he, he has had um, a hellish upbringing, I'll put it that way, uh, has gone through many, many struggles with drugs, um, struggled with pushing drugs himself, um, has been incarcerated in numerous prisons across the United States. But he was standing in the back there and just said, you know, I'm a new believer and this is my new family and, and, and I want to live for Jesus now. And everybody was real excited. And, and I remember I kind of moved back there and sidled up to him some and was, was talking with him. And dear Marla Quartz, uh, do you remember talking to him back there, Marla? And, and Marla kept going back to him during the service and ministering to him and praying with him. It was, it was beautiful. And um, <clears throat> at one point I went up to him while we were singing. I said, hey, do you have a Bible? He's like, no, no, never had one. And I want to thank whoever the member is who had left their Bible in one of the drawers here. You know, we have those, <laughs> we have a, a, an arsenal of Bibles in there. And I don't know who it is. I got the, I got the nicest one in there. So I thank you, whoever you are. 
and it even had the little thumb things where you can move real quickly to uh, some book in the Bible and all. And I was showing him that and showing him what he could do with the little ribbon thing and everything. And we were kind of back there get, having a little tutorial on, on how to use the Bible and I underscored some, some passages and all. And uh, it was just a wonderful time. And, and uh, it was some weeks later, and it was after the trip to Israel, I remember. And, it, and I shared this actually on the Sunday morning um, when we kind of rolled out this, this new emphasis on uh, true ties, you know, connecting our vines, just strengthening our ties with, with true vine. And Ralph was here, I remember, and I, I looked down at Ralph because I had just had lunch with Ralph that week before to talk about some of what, you know, our vision was for connecting more with Truvine. And I asked him during that lunch, I said, hey, how's Curtis doing? He said, he's gone. And I know what that means when Ralph says that, because I'll ask him about other people. And that means he's just fallen off somewhere and probably is back in the life that he was in. And it just kind of broke my heart. And, he's, and he looked at me and said, hey, he'll be back. He'll be back. And I praised Ralph that day for being such a hopeful person. And I've got to confess to you, it was kind of like, God bless Ralph, you know, he's never coming back, but he's so positive and everything, and Ralph's such a good guy. Well, lo and behold, we had Connect Worship, was it last Sunday evening? And yeah, last Sunday evening, and I got there a little bit late, and I was on one side of, of the sanctuary, and, and it was kind of Brookwood heavy, not too much so, but I thought, well, I'm going to move over to the other side, because I see some folks I don't think I know, and I go over there, and I'm going to be real honest, because I'm starting to get more senile, I didn't recognize him at first. But, but uh, while we're singing, Curtis just came, this guy, well, this guy, stranger, I thought, came over and bounded over to me and just grabbed me. And I thought, I'm in trouble. And uh, who is this guy? And he just kept shaking me, say, saying, you know, Pastor Jim, Pastor Jim. And he stood back and he said, it's me, Curtis. I was like, oh, my gosh. And we just, we just kept hugging. And, and uh, he was back. He did come back, as Ralph, as Prophet Garth said. And uh, it was just amazing. And, and just to shorten the story, um, he kept saying the whole time, because I sat with him and we kept singing together and worshiping together. And again, it was a beautiful service. And, and uh, he kept saying just the whole time, it's a, it's a new day, I'm a new man. And we had talked during our prayer about the meaning of covenant. And he kept saying, it's, it's a new covenant. It's a new covenant. It's a new day. I'm a new man. You know, I'm going to start anew. Everything was new. And it was just amazing. And I thought about this, that, 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 you know, I hope and pray that as we celebrated uh, the Eucharist that night toward the end of worship at Connect Worship, I just pictured him coming forward and receiving the blood of Jesus as the new covenant, as the blood oath that Jesus himself offered to Curtis. And I hope and pray that he will... Uh, continue to stay there and and by the way you can help me as he lives out this new covenant full full transparency uh my son nick and i are leaving immediately after church today and we're driving to las vegas together not to hit the casinos but uh to get him to unlv for for grad school and i was wanting to get curtis another bible because that night i said hey man you still got that bible he said no when I was away, you know, I left it somewhere and all that. So if one of you wants to take that on as a project, his name is Curtis. I don't even know his last name, to be honest. But if anybody could find, you can either get a Bible of your own or go to one of those drawers, find a good one. And if one of you could, could uh, maybe even just uh, say something to him and sign your name and put some key verses in there, get it to Ralph or get it to Mary Jane or Rosanna to get that to him, 
uh, I would appreciate that because I'm going to be out for a week, and, and I, I regret I failed him by not getting that to him uh, prior to. So if any of y'all want to take that on, that would be a huge uh, that'd be a huge help to me. I'd be very grateful, and I know he would too, because I told him that night, man, we need to find you another Bible. But he is at a point now of celebrating this new covenant, and I hope and pray that he will, he will stay with that. Uh, so we have this past meaning of the Eucharist, giving thanks for the great gift because of what Jesus did for us in the past on the cross, but there's this present meaning now that, that as often as we take of it and drink of the drink, you know, we can participate in this present meaning. And finally, the Lord's Supper offers us the opportunity to rejoice, to rejoice. And this is the facet of the Lord's Supper that, that I think we often miss. Let's go to the very last verse here, because this was an important verse in the early church. Paul says, for every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Now, in the early church, and quite frequently in the catacombs where Christians were hiding out with, with bones, skeletons all around them, uh, they would participate in the Eucharist. And as they would do that, and they were doing it in hiding to escape persecution, they would often sing or chant or pray Maranatha. You may have heard of that phrase, Maranatha. It means, come to us, Lord Jesus. Come to us, Lord Jesus. It means literally, come to us, Lord Jesus, right now. And as one of the early church fathers said, whenever we celebrate the Eucharist, we celebrate the Eucharist as if Jesus is about to walk in and partake of it with us. There was this beautiful future meaning, because as people were partaking of it, they were thinking about what was soon to happen in the future. And wouldn't it be great if it would happen even sooner? Well, it's on God's time. I remember what what Peter says uh, in that wonderful passage, 2 Peter uh, 3, 8 and 9. Bottom line, what this says is some of you who are concerned that Jesus hasn't returned yet, you're all upset about it and preoccupied about it. And he says, no, he's being patient. He wants more people to come to him and be redeemed by him. And maybe even for you in the present, even if you're a follower of Jesus, he wants you to be even more sanctified when you stand before God the Father. That's really what this passage is saying. Uh, don't think that Jesus is not going to come again. Don't think that he is not going to stand for you. But it's easy for us to yearn for it. Think about how great it's going to be when you see him face to face. There are these beautiful images of heaven that we've talked about before, and you can take them all together, and it's still going to be even better. Jesus talked about it as a home. In my Father's house there are many rooms. A place of what? Familiarity and security and peace. Later on, he talks about it as a garden. You remember when he was hanging on the cross and he told the thief, truly this day you will be with me in paradise, paradiso. It means you will be with me in the garden. You know, we had to leave the Garden of Eden. We've been trying to get back ever since. And on the last page of the Bible, the last image that you see is of a garden without any curse. So one day we will get to the garden. I like the way Peter calls it an inheritance. You go to 1 Peter chapter 1 and he calls, calls this whole gift of heaven and inheritance that is sealed for us, it's undefiled, unspoiled, unfailing. It's kept in heaven for us. Someone dies, and oftentimes you and I will inherit something. It's not like we earned it. Well, Peter says that's what salvation in Christ is. It's an eternal inheritance. <clears throat> Other great images like the absence of pain, the absence of sorrow, the absence of, uh, of uh, disease, 
absence of chaos, absence of confusion, all that, all that gone. Revelation 21.4, all of that's gone. What an incredible gift that is and how amazing it's going to be. So as we come forward to partake of this, we can even celebrate the future meaning of the Eucharist and how incredible that's going to be. It reminds me of the story, and I'm thinking about how we're about to drive out west. There was a father uh, from New York City who decided he was going to uh, get, a, get a trailer and, 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 and a motorhome, I should say, rent a motorhome and drive all the way out west and go camping with his family, and they had all these adventures along the way. But they wound up near Jackson Hole and were out, uh, lying out under the stars. And they had never seen anything like this with all the lights that would be blocking the stars where they uh, live normally. And they were just marveling at the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stars they could see. It was just a beautiful, beautiful night. And his youngest daughter looked up at him while they were looking at all this, and she said, oh, Dad, if, if the wrong side of heaven is this amazing think about how great the right side of it's going to be and that's something for you and i to so anticipate joyfully and we can do that even now as we celebrate the eucharist and so as we do this uh, we're going to uh, do it as we often do where we come forward and we'll have folks uh, go go to the wall over here on this side and come and receive and then go back and be seated and partake of it when you feel led, partake of the bread and the drink after you sit back down, and you can do that. You guys know how to do this. You guys, that way, coming up. And uh, we will have, uh, we have deacons in the back, too. If for some reason you can't make it to the front, don't worry about that. we got deacons in the back, and they'll be looking for you, or if you will just, just raise your hand, and we'll be sure that you are served as well. Let's have a word of prayer before we come to the table. Lord, thank you so much that we can celebrate what your son Jesus did for us in the past on the cross, what he offers us even now with this new blood covenant where we can be graced once again with that unbounding love in spite of all that we have done and said and in ways that we have allowed ourselves to be misled by evil. We, we pray that we would come forward and celebrate the goodness of the good gift of that amazing, amazing grace. And then finally, as we anticipate what will happen in the long run, may we give thanks for that as well. Just savoring, as we savor the drink, savor how amazing it's going to be once we see you face to face and are ushered into our eternal home. All this and more, all this and more, which we celebrate through this meal, for which we give Thanks. Amen. The table awaits.